The Miami Hurricanes continue to build that pipeline to IMG Academy, now going all the way to the class of 2026 with this newest verbal commitment, future star at cornerback, originally from the Golden State, now in the Sunshine State, Kasani Giles. Welcome to the U! You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked On Canes your first listen each and every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So the Miami Hurricanes have landed a commitment from a class of 2026 player. Uh, he looks like a stud, but this young man is only heading into his sophomore season of high school. So to help me break down Kasani Giles, and we'll talk a lot more recruiting today, class of 2024 included with our resident recruiting overlord and expert, <laughs> Brian Smith, my colleague at allhurricanes.com. He is the recruiting expert on the Lockdown Networks. Brian, how are you, sir? Doing very well, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. So before we talk about Kasani Giles, the player, um, let's talk about the strategy here. Because when you are when you start taking verbals from class of 2026s, I'm guessing this has a lot to do with where he goes to high school. And Miami really want to keep wants to keep that pipeline with IMG Academy, where they got all those recruits last year. And they're trying to get a lot more in the class of 2024 and 25 and so on as well. If you look at Alabama, Georgia, and some of the schools that have had the most success, one of the programs they recruit the heaviest is IMG. AMG. Look, I'm blessed because I live close enough there that I like know the people. By fact, you know, I have to sign the the little sheet and everything to get in and all that. But it's a formality. I, I, they all know me. That program is different than any other in the United States because it is a training facility unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, their second weight room is better than a lot of college weight rooms, like literally. So it's, it's like literally. Um, so it, it's very unique. This kid, I, I watched him the other night. It's ironic. I didn't have any idea that Miami was about to get a commitment from me, but I was focused on him because Ellis Robinson, the fourth, who's a Miami target committed to Georgia, didn't play. And he was his replacement. I'm like, who is this kid? He's really good. I didn't even know what grade he was in, wow. but his skill was already pretty high. I could tell he's a little smaller. I'm like, he must be a sophomore junior next year. I took some photos and I let it be, but he was a kid that moved around like a kid. that was a four-star recruit already. He's 14 or 15 years old. Wow. It just shows you how different it is at a school like that. When every day he's following around Ellis watching what he does he mimics his stuff. He's going against top receivers every day that are going to power five schools. He's trained differently. So, of course, Mario Cristobal and his entire staff, why wouldn't you want to get kids from there? They, they signed several last year. I will be surprised as long as Cristobal is in charge of the U that they don't get at least one kid a year out of IMG. They put that much focus on it. Tim Harris was there. Uh, Mirabal was there. And a host of schools other than than. Miami to watch their spring scrimmage 
and it's obvious with the talent at every spot. So it was a lot of fun, and I understand why Miami should continue to recruit there. It's a different kind of vibe. Right. These kids come in polished. Got a better chance to get kids to play early. And when we're talking about somebody like Kasani Giles, um, you know, you'd mentioned it, Brian, that he was moving around like a guy with four or five star potential. Since he is heading into his sophomore season, he doesn't have stars yet. He's not been assigned Correct. stars. And I know that I just did an episode yesterday kind of debunking the star system to an extent, but it's still a valuable resource for people like me who who are curious about how these things go. So when Kasani Giles does get, uh, you know, does get assigned stars, uh, where do you expect him to end up, you know, by the time he's junior or heading into his senior season? He has all the makings of a top 50 or at least a top 100 player. Hmm. That's some, if you're in that category already as a freshman in high school, there's really not much else to worry about. Again, he's at IMG. It's not like he's not being pushed on the gridiron. It's going to be up to him. The physical tools are there. Now it's just about learning his craft. He has all the makings of a very highly rated recruit. So now how do you think the next uh, almost three years are going to go when you have somebody verbally committed oh, this early? Like, what? how do you kind of walk that tightrope from a Miami standpoint and from a Kasani standpoint? I don't know either, so it's okay if you don't. <laughs> it's like this almost – in a way is detrimental because it puts the target on your back. Right. But yeah. everybody was going to recruit the kid anyway. I wasn't the only one that noticed him. Okay. There were 30 coaches there standing on the sideline. So they're going to go after him. So I guess that kind of makes Miami the leader. That's how I would look at it with a kid. That's not old enough to drive a car. That's, that's one <laughs> way to look at it. He's not old enough to get a driver's license in the state of Florida. So I would rather be the school that's got him committed than not. That's probably the best news I can give because he thought a lot of Miami and keep again, you, you brought it up. He's from the greater Los Angeles area yeah. and he's already pledged to the U Miami did something right. I don't know. I have never spoken to the young man. I'm going to talk to him the next time I go there and like, what the heck was it? That's, that's really early, man. What was the deal? I can't wait for that conversation, but if you can get a California kid to commit to Miami as a freshman, you're doing something right. Let's go from one California kid to another, but this one is, uh, he's considerably larger <laughs> and he's also a class of 2024 and we know Miami really likes him and it seems like there's a lot of mutual interest. Five-star defensive lineman, Aiden Breland. He's six foot five, listed at 290. He might even be heavier than that by now. Sometimes these listings are out of date. Uh, he is officially visiting the U on the weekend of June 9th. I know Jason Taylor and Big Joe Salavea have been working hard on Aiden Breland's recruitment. And Brian, there have been a lot of positive trends in Miami's direction. It's not over till it's over, but I have reasons to feel pretty confident about this one. I would say he is the kind of kid that can change your program up front. That's the quick and dirty way just to put it. He can play three-tech, one-tech. He can play in a four-three, a three-four. If, if you're into the technical stuff, a four-eye position is a DN. And he's, depending on, like you said, who you listen to, is anywhere from 290 to 320, whatever. Wow. His film was all I needed to see as far as a measurement. He beats guys off the snap. He overpowers them. He uses technique. Like IMG, he's at modern day. Yeah, that's as good a high school program as there's been over the last 30 years in the United States of America. It's suburban Los Angeles, and they have done a tremendous job year in and year out. Uh, he's tested in the what they call the Trinity League out there, and he goes against dudes every week. So when you dominate in that category of talent around you, 
it says something. And he, he can go to any school he wants. You know, if he wanted to call Nick Saban right now, he could go to Alabama. Um, but Miami's trending for him. And it, this is so important. They signed Joshua Horton last year, but that's the only interior D lineman the Canes signed. Now, he's a good player, but at the end of the day, it's numbers. Right. This is not, you know, like Georgia won the national title last year. Their D line rotation was insane. You're not going to win by displaying the same guy over and over. They get beat up too much. Having guys like Aiden Breland running in and out of the lineup, that, that's how you win championships. So he, he can change your program, and Miami could literally play him at tackle, nose, move him around. He's one of those special talents. I, I mean, that, that, that's going to make it easy for guys like Jason Taylor and Big Joe to coach. Where, where do you put Aiden Breland, like in the pecking order, compared to guys we talk about a lot like Justin Scott and David Stone? How do you kind of compare or maybe order those guys and who you think are the best prospects? One, uh, one, two, three. It depends on what scheme you want. If you're just running yeah. pure 4-3, it's Stone because he's such a pass yeah. rusher. He's phenomenal. But Breland is probably the guy that is the best combination of a plugger. He can two-gap because of his size but also get off the ball and just murder somebody. So, I, you know, I I can't really say between him or Scott. It's kind of a toss-up. I would take Stone. Pass rushers are always my first preference. Yeah. So I would take Stone first over anybody because, you know, rushing the passer is the end-all, be-all by how the NFL drafts. So why should I really deviate from that? But after that, it, him and Scott, you're talking about three out of the top, like five D linemen in the country right there. Right. Miami's as, as a legit shot at all three. That's the most important note that Alex just brought up for any listener out there. And you're talking about guys that can also play early because they have the size. So uh, for the record, Stones rotates in between 280 and 290. He's the smallest of those three players, and they're all extremely athletic. So great football players. Uh, however you rank them, they're all very, very talented. Well, and sticking with the defensive line, I want to talk with Brian on the other side because he has a defensive line article, Miami Recruiting Defensive Line, that's going to be dropping today. Now, depending on what time you're listening to this, it may already be there at allhurricanes.com or it may be just minutes away if you're watching the uh, the premiere here on YouTube. It may just be minutes away of going up there. So keep it locked right here. We're only getting started with Brian Smith on Locked on Canes. Miami Heat and Florida Panthers apparently are only getting started. It's insane what's going on with the hockey teams and the basketball teams in this town. And we've been making so much money at FanDuel. Guys, make a fast break to the end, to, the, to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That means you have nothing to lose on that first bet. So if you've been betting Heat money line or even against the spread, Panthers money line against the spread, you've been making a killing throughout the – NHL and NBA playoffs so far so let's let the ride continue with the heat taking on the Celtics trying to sweep the series here tonight there is no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the NBA thank you so much for making locked on canes your first listen today and for the everydayers we are going to have a uh, another Truth Teller Tuesday on a Wednesday tomorrow with uh, with Bruce Warner. Sometimes we have to juggle the schedule around a little bit, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to continue talking Kane's recruiting and start to do some preview stuff for 2023. And we'll have to talk, uh, definitely have to talk some baseball because the baseball team oh, they're good. 
They are really, really good. So there's a lot to get to this week for the everydayers on Locked on Canes. We're joined here by Brian Smith. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at FBScout underscore Florida. So, Brian, um, what can folks expect? You mentioned Miami is in the mix for so many of the top defensive linemen in this class, and you're you're dropping an article today at allhurricanes.com. It's going to be coming out around noon on Tuesday. Uh, who are outside of Aiden, Aiden Breland, who we just talked about, who are some of the prospects you think Miami has highest on their radar? Justin Scott is a kid that I know you've discussed quite a bit. He's much like Breland. He it's hilarious to watch his film. He's two hundred or three hundred and ten pounds. There are even a few plays for Saint Ignatius in Chicago where he played the stand up rush end last year, <laughs> and he did a pretty good job of it. It was it looked odd because of his size, but he's just a tremendous athlete. He's been to Miami twice this year. He came in October for a game. He's got an official visit signed up for the month of June. Any school he wants to call, he, he can go. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia are the main competition. But Miami is considered the leader by many. So we'll see how that plays out. But again, much like Aiden Breland, this is a kid that can make an immediate impact. He's one of the kids I featured in the article. I actually just did a preview about him on All Hurricanes. Special, special talent. He's the kind of guy that could eventually go in the top 10 of the NFL draft. Wow. You can't teach the frame. You can't teach the frame. But he's also been trained pretty well. And he's a kid that's motivated. A lot of the big guys don't play hard a lot, and I kind of watched went through his film. He plays hard, man. When you're that talented and you put in the effort too, then it's really difficult for teams to slow you down. So I'm not saying he's the next Jerome Brown, but he, he he's the kind of guy that's got a chance to be an All-American in college. The physical tools are there. Uh, David Stone doesn't have his visit set up yet, but that's a kid we I briefly mentioned. He's trying to figure out the date. He'll probably visit in the month of June. Uh, a kid that not many people know about, is Marquise Whitefoot from Kenwood Academy, like another him. Chicago yeah. kid. He's athletic as all get out. No, it doesn't matter how many edge rushers you have, and it's not like Miami's quote unquote struggling there. They just signed Reuben Bain. Okay, let's let's we you and I are both huge Reuben Bain fans. We're, we're part of his fan club, but you need one of those guys every year. He's coming in for a visit in the later part of the month of June. So they just keep getting all these guys lined up. And you know, Kendall Jackson's coming in from Gainesville. He's another edge guy, 6'5", or 6'4", 250. They've also got Camarion Franklin. Every school in the country is offered out of Mississippi. They've had him on campus already. He's coming in for a visit. He's a national kid, top 50 player. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, my question is, the title is, can Miami have the number one D-line recruiting class in the country? Mm. Wow. That, when you start having those conversation pieces – it's pretty simple. You're doing a good job on the recruiting trail. Everybody knows who most of the stud D-line players are. It's not usually that difficult, but now can you get them to your campus? Right. So Miami's got them from L.A., Mississippi, all over the place. Dylan Stewart's coming in, who on three has their number one player in the country. He's my favorite player to watch rush the passer. He, if anybody is old enough to, to remember this like me, he reminds me of Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile. Oh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I know it, I'm going to get a lot of likes for that comment because I know it's our true. listeners love Tech Mobile. Yeah, it's true. It, like it, it, it looked very weird watching Dylan. You kind of have to go through it a couple of times yeah. because his first step, it's like he took three, you took one. The offensive tackle, like it's a bigger guy, but it was just a joke. And he plays in in the District of Columbia, and DC per capita puts about as many kids in the NFL as anybody, and he just smoked everybody. Again. Alabama, 
Ohio State, wherever he wants to go, he can. He's coming in for a visit. Miami is set up for a very special run. They're putting all their eggs in their in the basket of D-line this year. This is what they want to go after. Right. They would like to get four or five really good ones. And I mean, with the guys coming in, you're going to get somebody. It's just the, the law of averages. Now it's just a matter of which ones will it be. Well, does it work kind of cyclical like that? Because last year they had one of the two or three best offensive line yeah. classes in the country. And so maybe now, and they're still bringing in good offensive linemen, right? I mean, we like Minaya. You know, we've been tracking uh, Joseph Iannata, who may end up being a cane. I, I know the staff really likes him a lot, but, you know, I don't see as many, you know, five-star offensive linemen in the mix this year. So maybe having loaded up on the O-line last year, maybe some of the five stars are not gravitating as much to Miami. But then you mention it, the only true defensive tackle that Miami brought in last year was Joshua Horton. So there's a lot more of a vacancy there to fill. So maybe that's why they look like the numbers could really go up at that spot this year. Your point is spot on. It's not necessarily the kid's going to admit it, but are you really an offensive tackle that wants to go compete with Big Maui? Do you really want to compete with Okunwole? It's hard, man. I get it. Uh, certain spots don't rotate, and those in particular quarterback and O-line. Mm. Generally speaking, it's hard to get back-to-back elite tackle classes and quarterback classes because they don't, they don't rotate. Like a running back, you can get an elite guy every year because you rotate players, and we'll talk about one of those here in a minute. Yeah. But this is a situation where Miami will probably do a little bit better in the class of 25 with O-line, is my guess. Alex Mirabal does a great job recruiting guys, but these kids aren't stupid. The D-linemen know, hey, Miami needs help. I looked at the depth chart a little bit ago. Miami's going to be pretty good on the D-line this year. they got plenty of talent, yeah. but almost all the guys in the two deep are juniors or seniors. Yeah. The only guy that's True. not is Nigel Nig- Nig- Kelly. And, I mean, right. he's a great player, but he's a sophomore. But one out of eight – or underclassmen. So there's going to be a ton of turnover. One or two will turn pro. You know, Kai like Jafari Harvey might have a great year and leave. You, you just don't know. But they're going to need at least one or two of the kids that are recruiting on the D-line this year. Maybe it's a Justin Scott to play early. Miami has to have a good D-line class this year. There's no doubt about it. I want to talk when we come back here with Brian Smith about an edge rusher target, formerly uh, from Ohio. Now he's in Deerfield Beach to play his senior high school season. And, you know, how Miami seems to be going fully in now, zero to 60 on his recruitment. Brian just got to watch this player in person a couple of days ago. So you want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And if you want to take your everyday experience to the next level, join our exclusive SMS texting community through a service called Subtext. I'm including the link in the show description below. You can sign up completely free for the first 14 days. And if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. If you don't like it, opt out. No sweat. Uh, I try to give you guys a lot of added value there. Remember, we never, you know, put my cash tag or anything out there. I don't take donations. I try to give you something of value in return. And you can text me one-on-one through subtext. I give you guys show previews and show notes, recruiting information. You can see stuff on subtext before you can hear it on an episode. So if you want to check it out, I'm including the link to sign up in the show description below. Brian Smith, resident scout here on the Locked On Network, is with us. So, uh, you know, I, I received some of the most excited text messages from you over the weekend when you were watching Deerfield Beach's, uh, 
Elias Rudolph, who formerly played at Taft High School in Cincinnati. He's down in Florida now for his senior high school season. You know, he's very much a Big Ten kid up to this point. He's got offers from, you know, Ohio State, Michigan. He does have an offer from the hometown since, well, the former hometown Cincinnati. And Miami just offered Elias Rudolph over the weekend. Uh, everyone, I wish I could have been at that Palm Beach Gardens jamboree with you watching him because I, <laughs> I talked about that with Larry Bluestein the other day as well. It sounds like this guy was the most outstanding player on the field in that jamboree. That jamboree is as good as it gets in the South because so many teams from around Florida come. Uh, Lakewood High School from St. Pete. There are schools in Palm Beach County, Broward, Dade, like Palmetto from Dade was there. They've got some good young players. But when this kid came out on the field and, and Larry had said something to me on the sideline, yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty good at high state, some other teams. Are, and I just kind of left it that. I'm like, okay, I'll just wait for him to come out. There are certain guys that when they walk onto the field, you're like, oh, <sighs> it's just different. I had no idea what he's, you know, who he was or whatever, but I'm like, okay, it's that guy. Yeah. It, it, it's just obvious the way he moves, the way he runs, the way he cuts, the way he bends. Everything. He's 6'4", 215, and he is the definition of a pure edge rusher. He is twitchy, is all get out, can change direction. He's the kind of kid that could run the 100 meters, uh, even though he's a big kid, uh, but he still has room to grow. Uh, to put it in perspective for his size, Javon Curse, Justin Tuck, a lot of the guys that played at Miami, etc., were in the 6'3 to 6'5 range in 215 out of high school. A lot of the Fort State DNs, they ended up in the NFL with that size. This kid's going to be 250, 260 when he's done. He's wow. thin, but he, he, he packs a punch, and his first step was ridiculous. Everybody on the sidelines, and well, I'm not going to name names because they're not allowed to talk about players per se. All the college coaches, there were a ton there. SEC, ACC, etc. They are all buzzing about this kid because it was just ridiculous. He made a couple of plays in the first half that he was in where it caused a turnover. He had a sack. He had a couple of plays for loss. Elite player. He's not ranked in the top 100, but that's a joke. This is a <laughs> top 50 national player from a long-term perspective. Uh, and great kid too. Very, very good kid. Miami just offered it's early. He's, he's kind of overwhelmed. I, I talked to him a little bit about it. I'm like, everybody's going to offer you. You realize this, right? Hmm. And he, he was shy and humble about it. But Miami is going to make a run at him. I, I guarantee you Tennessee was there, Florida State. It's at all the schools down south, Will. you got to get this kid on campus if you're Miami. He's only like an hour and a half away. So that they got to try to get him. Yeah, when I first became aware of him, I pulled up uh, some of his tape from, you know, Cincinnati playing high school. And, like, I, I don't know a lot about Cincinnati high school football, but I, I was told, uh, you know, his high school is a pretty serious one, pretty competitive division, because I was watching his tape, Brian, and it looks like the guys blocking him are not even trying. Like, it's like he's just – he's playing in a different mode. Like, he's playing a video game on easy mode. So I'm watching this, and I'm like – is he this good or is the competition that bad? And then I was kind of inquiring about his high school. I didn't know if he played in like the middle of nowhere, but it seems like a pretty serious division that he played in up there. So that that's impressive for this young man. Yeah. It's not a matter of who he's going against. It's just that teams struggle with him um, yeah. right away. The teams that he was going against, they would run away. They didn't go at him play after play. Look, you can hide it once in a while, but when you do it every play, you're admitting that we can't block you. Yeah. So they would chip, they would run the ball the other direction, quick pass, etc. He was just that dominant. Yeah, great, great player. 
So there's a running back I want to talk about with you because, you know, we know that and Miami does have Chris Wheatley Humphrey, the Hellcat committed, but I think they want this to be a two running back class like last year. Uh, we know Miami loves Jarrett Gibson, uh, who seems to like Miami, but you got to beat out the likes of Texas and so many others for him. You know, we were talking you and I off air about a running back that Miami really likes, and that's. Kevin Riley. He's a four-star back, 5'11", 195 pounds. Now, I find where he's located to be interesting, Brian, because he plays at uh, Tuscaloosa County, you know, in mm -hmm. Alabama. So we know whose backyard he's in. Uh, and then, you know, a, a Bama fan who watches my channel was telling me that Saban hasn't really started recruiting him all that much yet, which I found to be odd. Uh, what do you think is going on there with Kevin Riley? And could he be like the ultimate consolation prize if Miami can't get Jared Gibson. This is what you call recruiting politics. Alabama has for decades done this. And especially when you're up like Alabama is and has been for over, over 10 years, you recruit a kid that's in your backyard, but there's somebody else you like more wherever mm. the young man is from. And Alabama took two elite running backs last year. So they can be picky in this class. They've offered from what I've been told, but, are they really pushing for him? Nah, probably not. Miami wants him. Yeah. Period. So they think eventually Alabama will put the gas on. They're gonna they're gonna hit it. When I don't know. Now that that is also with the politics of well, if some kid from California or Michigan or New Jersey or whatever commits to Alabama, they're probably done. So your point, I mean, I don't know if it's a consolation prize, but they're gonna get him on campus. More than likely, I don't know if he's set a visit. I haven't heard that he has. But right. this is an every-down running back that can catch, that can block, play between the tackles outside. He's a very good player. He's he's a bigger Henry Parrish is how I would look at it. He's a little bit bigger right. in stature. And he's an every-down guy that could play in the SEC and take that pounding with all those D linemen. So you, you want those guys anyway. For Alabama not to focus on him, that that's, that's unique because he is literally like right down the street from the University of Alabama. But the Canes want him, and I think they would take him today. And he would be Ooh. such a compliment to the Hellcat because you got the yeah. burner. Yeah. You and I have talked about him a lot on the air and off the air. Great player. But then you get the every down back that will beat you to death. It's a great combo if the Canes can get it. Well, I love it. And it's always great when Brian Smith joins us. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at FBScout underscore Florida. Check out his work at allhurricanes.com and all over Fan Nation. And check him out all over the five uh, the uh, the Locked On College Network. You can check him out. He does uh, recruiting hits on a lot of the other shows around the college channel. So, Brian, I can't thank you enough. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, sir. You do the same. We will talk to you guys again next time. Make sure to smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe if you're listening to the audio version. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team 